1: Good morning. It is Wednesday, July 17. Welcome to Daily. Welcome, Becky de Oliveira,
0: and I am Japheth de Oliveira. And it is the middle of the week. Always excited for that. Uh, so much going on, and so this is just great. Uh, let me pray for us today, Heavenly Father. I just ask for your continued blessing, Lord, as we get to spend some time in this passage. As we get to open our minds and our hearts to be receptive to the Spirit leading, we ask for your for you, Lord, to actually open us and direct us. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
1: Amen. I am reading today Colossians chapter one verses one through ten from the New Testament for Everyone, the NTE. Subheading: Thanksgiving for the Gospel's work. Paul, an apostle of King Jesus by God's purpose, and Timothy, my brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the King's faithful family. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord King Jesus, when we pray for you, because we've heard of your faith in King Jesus and the love you have for all of God's holy people because of the hope which is kept safe for you in the heavenly places. You heard about this before in the word of truth, the gospel which has arrived on your doorstep, just as, in fact, it's producing fruit and growing in all the world, as it has been among you from the day you heard it and came to know the grace of God in truth. That's how you learnt it from fellow, our beloved fellow slave. He is a loyal and faithful servant of the King on your behalf. He it was who gave us the news about your love in the Spirit." Subheading, Prayer for Wisdom and Gratitude For this reason, from the day we heard it, we haven't stopped praying for you. We're asking God to fill you with the knowledge of what He wants in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. This will mean that you'll be able to conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord, and so give Him real delight as you bear fruit in every good work and grow up in the knowledge of God. So who is this guy that they heard, this Epiphras— and when they say our fellow slave, they, they don't mean that he's actually a slave. They call themselves slaves, right? Like they're slaves to Jesus or yeah, that's the thing yeah, that Paul I mean, does. Yeah, yeah. Like they're in chains and all this. So where do you suppose they heard about him? Do you think he's in prison with them? Uh, they just kind of met him along the way? I guess they must somehow communicate with he, one another.
0: They, we believe that he was a convert uh, who heard about the, the gospel story through Paul in Ephesus. Okay. And then as a result of this, he went out to uh, Colossae and he, he's planted this church. And then he decides to head on this, I think it's over 100 miles, this journey back from there to see Paul and to tell Paul, listen, it's going well, but there are some things you should be aware of. And so they know that their church plant leader has gone off. And then Tim, he actually falls sick on the way. He picks up somebody else, and there's this incredible epic journey. Epiphrast is yeah, sick? Yeah, okay. he falls sick on the way. But he arrives there, and he tells Paul, all oh, happened at the church there. Um, Timothy is the one who who's going to grab this letter, uh, Colossians, and take this letter all the way back to, Col- to the church in Colossae, and he's going to give it to them. And so there's a little bit of trepidation when they receive it. Is this like a, a reprimand? Is this like has Epaphras, Has he like betrayed us? Is uh, he not? Why
1: would they be expecting a reprimand though? If they're so wonderful and
0: they are loving, loving, uh, but they have they have new uh, new teachings that have been introduced. Oh, also,
1: is this just the beginning, and then Paul mm, is going to later chastise them in some no, way? No, he doesn't chastise. No, book. he
0: actually doesn't chastise them. This is why I said uh, one of my questions was: it's easy to criticize and to, and to yeah. create. He actually doesn't spend time chastising them. He spends time telling them about who Jesus Christ is and this is why this letter is so epic because mm. he spends he just says, look, let me just retell you who Jesus is, and it will inspire you to be to return back to the roots without having to say, by the way, you guys are out of order here. Yeah. You shouldn't be listening so much to this. He says, Be weary of these guys, but let me spend all my energy and time in this ten minute conversation. That's what this letter is. It's a ten minute conversation. Mm. Uh, and it's it's worthy of people's lives to, to carry this scroll. And 2,000 years later, it's changing still lives today that when we speak of it, if we read this letter and we've preached on this letter and, and in Chapter 1 that we'll see about next week, um, there are people who, who flip out about this, mm. who get really upset about this because they say, well, you can't speak of Jesus too much.
1: But people currently?
0: Yeah, Who currently. get upset
1: about the book of Colossians?
0: Because... because because there's just so much that he speaks of Jesus. Hmm. And what they would rather is that you speak of Jesus and you speak of this and this and this and this. And he's saying, hmm. look, it comes down to know who Jesus Christ is. Well, that's, that's another there.
1: thing. That's kind of what I was talking about yesterday with the criticism thing is that anytime you do something, you put something into the world, people always say, well, why didn't you talk about this? Or why didn't you? Well, it's like, sure. because there's a limit to what I'm doing and it has a scope. So I yeah. can't talk about everything like if i have 20 minutes to talk i can't cover everything so this is what i covered
0: yeah and I've it feels said like that as well. yeah
1: i just i never understand it when people are like well why didn't you talk about this like how long did you want me to talk exactly
0: We've do you had, want me to talk yeah.
1: forever? Like, do you want me to start talking now and then talk until...
0: I think it's because they, they think you're trying to avoid something else.
1: Yes. But, um, like, I mean, you always have to leave something out. It just, it doesn't make any sense. It's hard. So whatever you talked about, you would have left something out. And yeah. they could always say, well, why didn't you talk it about is, this? It is. It's just, it's an odd criticism, in my so opinion.
0: It, so, it's, it's, a, it's, a it's a pretty amazing moment that's taking place inside here in history as he's doing this. And, and a lot has been said. And so they're worried when they receive this letter. So it's Quite, it's quite beautiful when they receives this letter. He says, "Listen, this guy is amazing. He just said so many beautiful things about you." And mm. they're like, "Oh, sense of relief. relief yeah. It's like receiving a letter from your uh, an email from, from the head principal. office. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and and like, why is the head office visiting us? And what have we done?" And and the head office says, "Actually, everything's going great." And you're like, "Oh, great. Then visit us more often." You know, uh, so it's <laughs> fine. So yeah, I, I have
1: a friend who recently got. Um, a phone call. He had to be on a conference call with the head of HR and his boss, and Ooh. he's thinking right away, he's "I'm going to get fired." Yeah, 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 And he had to wait because the the HR person called in first, and the oh, boss yeah. wasn't on the call yet, and so they're yeah. just kind of awkwardly
0: yeah, just, making
1: chit chat. And then it turned out they just had a project for him to do that related uh, to HR shame. in some way. I
0: thought it was going to be, but
1: it was like one of those classic <laughs> setups where you're like, "Oh my goodness, I'm I'm getting fired." There's no other way to look at this.
0: I've gone, I've, I've had you know. people, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult. You go into meetings and you sometimes wonder what, what's really going on inside here. And it's actually, it's all great mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. And I think that that's the tension that's inside here that Paul just releases straight away. Great. So here's a question for today. Um, think of someone you consider to be truly wise. What is it about their understanding and way of, of thinking that you value? And how could you grow more like them? And the reason why I threw this question in here is because Paul really does push uh, quite Quite strongly That he wants in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, he's asking us to to rest in wisdom and to grow in wisdom. And he's asking them to be smart.
1: Yeah, we had a similar question last we week, did didn't we, did, we yes. about a person that you And you and wise. I
0: argued quite extensively about what it is to be what wise. What it is to be wise. <laughs> yes. Well,
1: I've thought about that a little bit more. And I mean, I think I consider both of my parents to be wise. Yeah. But then since then, I also I happened upon an article that was in the New York Times mm-hmm. where it asked all kinds of people kind of, um, not necessarily what it is to be wise, but sort of their advice for how to live life. So it was, it was kind of wisdom, their best wisdom to pass down to younger people. And many of them were in, you know, they were old or somewhere in their fifties, sixties or seventies. And one person, I really liked the story. He talked about having worked as a, like a assistant to a carpenter, a guy Mm -hmm. who installs cabinets Mm -hmm. and the guy had, had, they were lifting the cabinets up to fit them in the space And they realized they didn't fit. They were a couple of inches too big for the space. Mm. And the kid, you know, the one who's telling the story is an old man, says he kind of set them down and rolled his eyes, like exasperated that the the man he was working for had made a mistake. And the man actually said these words. He said, let me tell you the definition of a professional. It's a guy who knows how to fix his mistakes. (laughs) And then he started fixing the problem. And within about 10 minutes, we had installed the cabinet. And I thought that's as good a definition. I mean, that's as good a kind of a, a wise approach to life as I can think mm. of. As you know, you absolutely we all make mistakes, but it's knowing how to fix a mistake yeah. and move on, and not kind of freak out or flail. You know, I think I admire people who can do that. I think so too. Who can not flail.
0: I I look at the the stories of the Gospels, and I I look at I look at the moments where Jesus says something to them, they don't understand it. 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, uh, they're like, oh, I get it. And then the wisdom of Christ just supersedes at that moment, and they're kind of like, boy, he was ahead of his time. And there are people like that in my life who said things to me that I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know what that means. I remember just before I was entering into, I think it was, I was a freshman, undergraduate freshman, and it was pastor, I'm trying to remember, pastor, I didn't even know his first name, Pastor E Marta, I think is his name, and he came to me and he said, uh, just out of the it's blue, Ebenezer. No, it's not.
1: I just, I know up. it's
0: good, but I know it's not. Just knowing him, it I felt I like we knew some Ebenezers yeah. in England. That felt like a good guess. Yeah. And uh, and I think and all he said was, he said, look, I'm really excited that you're going to study. Uh, you know theology, um, but he said, "I just want you to be prepared for ministry, and there'll be there'll be highs and there'll be these troughs, and just keep your keep remembering that you'll rise back up to these high moments, but it will take you through these valleys." And I looked at him, thinking, uh, seventeen and a half, or eighteen at the time, and thinking, mm, uh, "Yeah, sure, that's great." Yeah. <laughs> now it's kind of all I'm the, like, oh the goodness, the older people sage, give you. wise, like. Yeah, brilliant, uh, and and so kind and generous to uh-huh. pull me aside and to say that, and you know, with with love and with kindness and with sincerity, he he just he poured into me, and so it's just like I think there are people who are wise who just hit your life, and you don't know how wise they are until you grow up to become wiser. That's
1: true, and I mean, even now, <laughs> if if I go and say some bit of you know wisdom yeah. to younger people, I know they don't understand. <laughs> But I figure, you know, hey, you can say it anyway. And maybe yeah. someday you'll think they'll remember and be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I understand what that
0: – Yeah, it's true. It, it is
1: because I've had that experience yeah. many times of thinking, okay, yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. I do understand it's that good. in a different way now. All right, let me repeat the question one more time then today. Uh, think of someone you consider to be truly wise. What is it about them? They're understanding the way of thinking that you value. And how could you grow more like them? Think about that. Look after each other. Live love. And we'll connect tomorrow.